We are Stephen Jill. Jill. Together, we've been buying and reselling land since the 90s. Our data-centric approach leaves our buyers asking, how can you sell it so cheap? Here on the Land Academy Show, we answer that and more. And this is the Land Academy Show. This is episode number 1,937. And today, we are talking in depth about the data, you know, how the data will tell you exactly what to do. And then later on in the show, we'll talk about how to avoid sending overpriced mailers to really popular topics that mm-hmm. our, uh, our staff tells us are, are popular in Discord and popular in the whole customer service environment for Land Academy members. Always. It's funny. If you send overpriced offers, you know right away because everybody calls you back and they love you. <laughs> hilarious I have to I have to pause and say something right now I just realized as I'm as I'm walking into your office here to record this I I realized you know for whatever reason at this point in my life I'm excited about the weirdest things (laughs) let me tell you what I'm excited about this week we just had two cars serviced and our air conditioning like a checkup kind of thing at the house and it all came back that nothing was needed. I'm like, really? Like, when was the last, you know, it's always seemed that your car goes in, it needs something. And we had two cars go in, nothing. I'm like, now granted, it wasn't cheap getting them serviced, but, you know, there is that. But at least I didn't come back and go, oh, you've got to have fill in the blank and it's $900. But uh, now that you said that, something horrific's going to oh, happen before the week's over. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, hold on a moment. <laughs> That's okay. We just bought a new pool filter, so, or pool pump, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So don't think that it's all peachy over here. <laughs> it's endless. It is endless. I don't know how we got on this so fast. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's funny. You know, you're like, you go back and forth, like where you want to live and lifestyle and things like that. And we do anyway. I do anyway. And I right now, Jack is, I can, I can feel it. You are becoming <laughs> uh, uh, an association HOA. I don't do anything outside the, the, the walls person really fast <laughs> like that would be bad <laughs> right it's just people you know there, there's an underlying theme today that, oh. that that about we're going to talk about data okay. which is a, a real easy discussion and how data really tells you what to do so the underlying theme is you don't really have to be emotional or pay attention to a lot except for data <laughs> well, you don't That's have to be emotional. One. That's a whole other topic. I'm writing that one. No. <laughs> topic number one. And then the next yeah. we're going to talk about, you know, pricing mailers. There's no emotion in that. No. And then at the end of the show, Jill and I always put in our two cents with uh, some opinions about stuff. And yeah, it's a, there's some interesting things going on in the world right now that as it pertains to land, of course, right. that I've never seen before. And I, I think it's a result of it's, everything's a result of sign of the times. Right. So, but no, I, I don't, agree. I, uh, me inside of an HOA is maybe not the best thing. No, I know, but I, I know that's not the what's going to happen. But I can I feel you kind of going, what's wrong with that? You mm-hmm. know, like maybe then I wouldn't have to care about I don't have to do anything. Someone else would be responsible for my roof and the pool and <laughs> fill in the blank. Yep. Pendulum swings too far sometimes. Yeah. And our pendulum for home home uh, maintenance. And life maintenance has swung a little too far in one direction. In case you haven't t- can't tell, Joe's little speech here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm just gonna give up altogether. I'm just like I'm gonna walk around with sweats. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wear sweats every day and just say who cares. No. <laughs> and now we do the show. Okay. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying our new 2023 uh, weekly show. Each week we answer questions from our Land Academy Discord forum. Review land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar and take a deep dive into two land-related topics by uh, popular requests, as I mentioned a couple minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Let's take a question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. If you want a sneak peek of our Discord channel, please go to landinvestors.com. It's free and it's in uh, read-only format, so you can kind of observe what we're all silly about. Yep. <laughs> most of the channel not everything's there which is cool too all right dan s rants it says the crazy people are coming out of the woodwork right now i keep having people that want to sell but are requesting weird stuff i have never included earnest money until now people are asking for it interesting i have never had anyone want to bring in a realtor when we already have an escrow until now i've had 
people previously asked to use a standard realtor purchase agreement to like explain what that actually meant. Now I have people insisting on it, even though I mark through literally everything and I just add an amendment with my single page wordage. <laughs> I love that. So Could you right. imagine? I want to do that <laughs> line every one. single darn page out and put an amendment. I would, I would do that. This is great. They're all good deals, but my goodness, they're upping the stress and difficulty level for nothing. This is a good, yeah. this is a good point to make. For the three or four of you who are listening or watching to this who don't know this, you don't need a real estate agent to do a real estate deal in this country. Uh, Even if it's your house. National Association of Realtors has spent decades of hundreds of millions of dollars to change this opinion so that you think you need a real estate agent. And the result of that is that many, many, many people mm -hmm. uh, subconsciously or consciously, for whatever reason, think that you need a real estate agent. Right. You know, it's interesting because we all know that we don't need a car dealer to right. buy a car. Exactly. It's the exact same thing. It's just uh, convenience. And so, again, the three or four of you that who may see using a real estate uh, agent as a convenience, you just don't need it. If yeah. We're all land professionals here, real estate professionals. We can do our own deals. Mm -hmm. All you need is a title agent. And really, even then, you don't need that. Correct. So, no, you don't, you don't need a real estate agent. Uh, for some reason, I, I can envision the stories behind all of these things. I love Dan, by the way. Yeah. Dan's up in the Pacific Northwest. He's been with us for a while. Uh, career path alumni does a ton of deals pretty laid-back guy and he's just always fun to talk to mm -hmm. he's uh we interviewed him a few months ago so if you go back in our podcast uh, archive if you want it, to he's always got a lot of interesting stuff to say including this yeah. so i'm going to talk about this at the end of the show but this is the world we live in now mm -hmm. and and it's not just real estate but there's strange strange things going on where, uh, and I'll talk about it at the end, but. You know, I was gonna add like, so some of the things he mentioned were like, you talked about the contract. Do we need that? No, if no. they want it, you could do what he did. Like, fine, I'll get my hands on one. You can, I'm sure you could find a PDF version by Googling it and you could print it out, fill it out, cross everything off you want, just so they feel good about it and use that to open escrow. That's fine. Real estate agents are, in this case specifically, they're just getting in the way. Yeah. And then they're getting paid for doing nothing. We already put the deal together. We know it's funny about that too. Like say they want the paperwork, but not the agent. They, they think they need to sign that. That that paperwork's not designed for us. So you should be marking things out because you're not taking a commission. This doesn't apply to you. This doesn't apply to you. All these things don't apply to us. It really do does apply to agents and, and what they're required to do. Um, earnest money. You know, it's, I can't remember the last time. I don't think we've ever done earnest money. I have, but not very, very rarely do I do it just because we connect and I'm just making the deal. Here you go. We're, go we're going for it kind of thing. Um, Jill is acting as a real estate agent in our own transaction. That's the point. The only reason you would ever need a real estate agent is to calm everybody down, both parties, in case they, that some stuff happens right. in the middle of the deal, which usually are, is way more likely to happen mm -hmm. with an emotional real estate deal uh, like a house, like a, specifically a primary residence mm -hmm. where, oh, you said you're going to change the curtains out and you didn't. And, you know, you don't want to scream at a seller and lose a two, three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar transaction right. because of that. You scream at the real estate agent and they go and calm it all down. You know what I think? That I doesn't think, happen in land. I think people are just seeking a little bit of a level of um, security. They they think they think that by having some unrelated third party in here kind of overseeing the transaction, that um, it's it's going to you know, make it better, just safer, whatever. Well, that's what escrow is for. So in that situation, and these, what we're talking about here, that's really all you need, especially if you're doing higher, higher dollar amount transactions, like you're buying for $30,000 and above, let's just say it used to be 10,000 was our threshold, um, for us. But even in those situations, so you know and it's clear it's not required it's just your comfort level but for the transactions we are doing i don't have to like say i'm buying it directly from a seller like we're talking about here you know whatever it, my seller and i work out 
we do it. And I choose to, on the higher dollar amounts, go through escrow because for us, it's just easier. And on the sell side, the people that I'm traditionally selling for, they're going to want it. And it's worth it. Right. So, and I bake that cost yeah. into the transaction because I'm buying for 30 and selling for 80. I can afford a $1,400, you know, escrow yeah. close. It's, it's totally it's, fine. We all, I, I, I hope we all see value. In the numbers that Jill just said, mm-hmm. fourteen hundred dollars to close a deal, get title insurance, get it mm-hmm. recorded properly. You don't have to do a lot of uh, paperwork Not even properly. Yourselves. It's like we do it properly. I just don't have to do it. <laughs> and it but it's still, and, and if something goes wrong, that you can go back to somebody and say this person didn't do this right. Not me. Right. I didn't record it. You know, because I've recorded a lot of wrong stuff in my life, and that's one of the reasons I use title now too. So you see, some, we all see some value in it, and that right. business model really works. Mm-hmm. And I think it's value for the most part. There's value in getting title insurance. Not all the time, but for the most part, there's no value in paying a real estate agent six percent. No, um, when they're not finding all they're doing is posting on the internet and waiting for somebody to call. Right. So we're long past the, any value uh, for a real estate agent. If real estate agents, however, charge fourteen hundred dollars, uh, a flat rate, flat rate for yeah. an eighty thousand dollar deal, that was a thing. Might do it. Uh, if they charge $1,400 for a $3 million house, we might do it. Where did we they might go? all see some value in it. Where did they go? Remember that was a thing for a while back. I think a lot of things. Oh, uh, that all internet, went away. The internet made a lot of things cheap to free. And and it kind of uh, eroded away at, it just, it didn't in the long run. But I can't sustain that. There were flat rate real estate brokers yeah. and I haven't seen anything like that in years. Yeah. And it breaks my heart because yeah, that made right. sense. There used to be like $2,000. Help you sell? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Totally. Stuff like that. So Dan's completely right here. Uh, And and you can, this is not going away and I'll talk about it at the end. Uh, This world that this, the way it's, it's a really a, a result of years and uh, coming on three years now of this post COVID environment we live in where, um, everybody's online and everybody's got an opinion and for whatever reason that's valuable and they they feel like they can insert themselves into anything and everything that's going on just for the sake of insertion right not because they're going to make the transaction better that's what's happening in dan's deal here this deal's not becoming easier now yeah it's becoming more difficult because more people are getting involved and that's what happened. Like the ch- the price isn't changing. He didn't sit here and say, "Oh, the prices are changing," and funny? they change the price, and you know, uh, or they change the terms, and it's going to make it more. Uh, you know, it's not now a deal that I want to do under the Land Academy model. Buy for whatever. Right. So that'd be one thing that I understand. If they want to ch- come in and change the price. I understand that because they talked to their aunt Sally or something. That happens, mm-hmm. and I get that. But. Right. Not let's bring somebody in and change a contract and make it harder. Right. (laughs) Today's topic, the data will tell you what to do. This is uh, half of the meat of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. I'm I'm getting used to the new format too. Okay. I'm going to start off with a little anecdote. Uh, My New Year's resolution was to get more healthy. And so Jill and I joined a, a group called Forward, goforward.com. I'm, I'm not plugging it. I can't. No have, affiliation. No affiliation. We don't get any money and we don't want any. I'm just per- sharing a personal experience. I wouldn't turn it down. And the first thing they do, <laughs> yeah, I. hold on a moment. <laughs> so if you work for Forward, call us. We can help. Yeah. <laughs> it would be an easy endorsement for us because oh, we're sold. Yeah. Both of us are sold totally. on this. Uh, it's for, I think, $125, $150 a month each. It uh, does not replace health insurance in any way, but it, what it allows you to do is to get into a schedule and get into their technology uh, to establish the results of a blood test and respiratory tests and EKGs and ECGs and all of the things that that are very important, in my opinion, for people that are specifically our age where there's nothing wrong with us. Mm-hmm. We just want to prevent things from going wrong. Yep. We need a baseline, a medical history, and that's all data. Mm-hmm. So they start by taking blood and running all kinds of tests and putting it into their their uh, tech system. It's essentially an app, pretty amazing app. And you know, once in a while we take our blood pressure, we monitor what we eat, we exercise, and then we get another blood test three to six months later. In Jill's case, it's a year later because she doesn't need anything at all. And and it's the data. 
the data tells us what to do. So now, uh, you know, truth be told, I have slightly high cholesterol, completely changed my my uh, exercise scenario and completely changed what I've eaten. And that's coming back to where it should be. Uh, and so the data, I didn't do this because, you know, I want to eat more vegetables to feel better, although that happened. What I did was unemotionally had blood drawn, got it into a computer system that said, yeah, you probably eat too much meat or too much, uh, your, your cholesterol is too high for a bunch of reasons and got it back down to where it should be. So there's data in everything. And there's always been data in Land Academy. We built Land Academy around data. Yeah. I didn't, you know, like... I guess it's sort of an accident, but that's just how you roll. Yeah, that's how you make data and everything. That's a good point. Like from the moment I met you, you're you research everything. You probably research, you know, where we're going to dinner tonight and why it's a good restaurant, you know, like back then. And here or here. Here's our trip we're taking. Here's we're going to. Oh, you know what? Here's a truth time. I just hey, had a, she got that look. I just had a, oh, I just if you're on YouTube, this. Re- rewind like just a few seconds and look at that. Look at the Jill's little lip right here. It like, goes up like that. Like, and here, what does it say? Here it comes. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get it. I forgot. <laughs> I was planning a weekend trip with the whole family with the kids and I had to put together a spreadsheet. <laughs> I do remember that. Yes. This is a long time ago. Yes, this is a long time ago. So you want to talk about data? Welcome to my world. We can't do a vacation. Well, that was back then. Now it's okay. But times were a little bit tighter and we needed a budget. And I need I had to budget out every darn little thing. Gas, you know, the where we're staying. We were skiing. The cost. We went skiing. Tickets. Um, the hotel, the meals, drinks. What was oh, it I, like? I have to ask you. So did that disgust you? Were you like, or was it kind of like, oh, I kind of respect this? No, it was more the first one. You hated it? Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> I hated every minute of it. But I did it because that was the only way it was going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I don't go, oh, this oh, this makes sense. This is really smart. I'm like, are you flipping kidding me? I got to do this now. I just want to go on vacation, you know? <laughs> so. You know, we came in under budget on that trip. Yes. Way under budget. Yes. I had to show it to you and prove it to you. You're like, okay, we can go. Thank you. <laughs> back to what? Back to the topic. <laughs> you know, that was early on in our, yeah. our time together. But I could have blown up in my face pretty, but that's, pretty easily. I guess that's a little story about how Jack is with data. Jack, it does it, you don't know how to run around on this planet without using data. Look, here's the thing. There's a lot of things to be emotional about in, in this life, in your life. Being emotional about the person that you're uh, choosing to spend the rest of your life with, ding, ding. I'm all for it. What data did you use on me, by the way? I don't know. Hold on a moment. Now oh, just let me get through this. Okay. <laughs> Being emotional about your children growing up and watching them growing up. And, you know, the, the first, I'll never forget the first time our kids uh, uh, tasted a French fry. For some reason, that just became a thing because they're, you know, they just... The first time you eat a French fry, it's like the world is just the greatest place there ever was. <laughs> so there's all an emotion in movies and all kinds of, there's lots of places for emotion. Making money, there's no place for emotion. There's no place for emotion when it comes to staying healthy and, and maintaining your health. There's all kinds of places for no emotion at all. Like Jill just said, the cars went in, they came back out, they maintain them with their regular maintenance. There's no emotion in that. And even if they came back and said, you need a new alternator or whatever ends up happening in cars these days, no emotion. So I think you just, you have to get through times and realize which time there's to be emotional and what times are not. It's really interesting for to go through Discord. If you're a member, go through Discord and look at the questions, especially in the newbie section where people are brand new and they're asking questions and how, how it's typed out or in the tone this of the good. question. And you can see, I can see very, very quickly who's acclimating themselves to this, who's overcoming the little questions that they have, who's going through the Land Academy program and, and re-watching and watching and re-watching um, the modules or the chapters that they may that may be harder for them to understand and how they're responding. Go to the, the would you do this deal section and you'll see in the notes if this person's struggling or if they have a huge sense of confidence, like I need some funding on this because I love this freaking deal. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So just, I think this is a place to just check your emotion at the door. The data will tell you exactly what to do. When I started out in this, 
I would try to make markets work. There is no such thing as a red, yellow, green test. No such thing as getting, there's no such thing as DataTree, Redfin, Zillow. You didn't even have a there is no request. Such, we didn't have CoreLogic. Yeah, there is nothing. All yeah. there was was assessor data that where you walk, literally walked into the county, sometimes flew there, walked into the county, bought a CD if you're lucky, uh, and put it on your, you know, there's many times I would go back to a motel room and put it on into my laptop and then spend two or three days trying to get the data into the right. And so, you know, there was no opportunity or no real data from which to make a decision. Right. And so that's, this is why this is such a luxurious time. Oh gosh. For, yes. From a data perspective and a real estate investment perspective, because we have all this stuff at our disposal and it's damn near free. Right. You know, it's not free free. It's not zero. And I, I'm leery of zero anyway. Right. But it, it'll tell you exactly what to do if you if you let it. Uh, trolling is a great example. If you're trolling through the markets like uh, we talk about all over the place, especially in Land Academy 3.0 and, and constantly uh, in That's these, in these environments, if you're looking at a market and, and the numbers aren't immediately coming up to where, where to fit your criteria, let's say like Jill's buy for 30, sell for 80 or 90, uh, and then you send a mailer out and expect that, the, you know, the data told you what to do and you just didn't listen. And so that's a that's an easy thing to control. Well, the data is telling me exactly what to do. I don't have any emotion about it. I'm going to send mail there, right? That's or not my, send mail there. That's my first thought when I read this topic. It was, and I'm going to get back to the other thing here in a minute. My first thought was, data is going to tell you what to do, and that just starts with picking a county, picking an area. The data is right there, and we didn't, like you said, we didn't have that before. I have, I can't remember the last time I heard someone say, "Oh, I missed the boat, didn't I?" You know, that doesn't come up anymore. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. Used to be years ago, people say, "Oh, shoot, I'm probably late to the game, aren't I?" Oh, I hear it all. I know. I hear it. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't hear it at all. Well, the kids are out of the house, so we don't hear it. You don't hear well, it. Well, no, I'm not, not the kids. <laughs> no, no. I mean, in in Land Academy, people like wanting to be investors like us, like, "Oh, I'm sure all the good deals are gone," or something like that. I'm like. You know, I'm like that used to come up and I used to say, hold on to your hat because that's definitely not true. And this was like a year or two ago was the last time I heard it. You know, a year and, or two ago, they may have missed the boat, but I'll tell you there, this, the 2023, you're mm. in it now well, in a great way. My, 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 uh, my comment was always though, but hold on a second. The data keeps getting better. We're getting our hands on more and more land data, land focus, and, you know, more accurate zip code data, things like that, that we didn't have five, 10 years ago that you're coming in now, it's going to make it so much easier. Even, even just when I look at, when I look at properties and I'm doing my due diligence on, do I want to buy it now? The data that I have and how I can quickly put in a state and county and APN and look at it, what they paid, all the details, zoning, all that stuff. I didn't have that back then. These were all phone calls to the county that, that we had to make to uncover this uh, information. It's so nice. So it just keeps getting better. If you picture, I did a blog about this a, lo a long time ago, like, you know, maybe five or seven years ago. You picture three houses lined up next to oh, each yeah. other or five houses. You know, this is the 2023 version of, the, of that. Mm -hmm. There's five houses together. They're all valued at 280, 250, 290, 110, 218, 250. Which one are you going to buy or which one are you going to look at? The 110. The 110. Why is it valued at 110? Well, for whatever reason, yeah. that algorithm uh, that you're looking at, whether Zillow, Realtor, or a combination of them, which I uh, prefer, is is there's something that's uh, creating less value in there on the acquisition side. So go in there, take then you can do this Figure with land. Go in there and find out why it's valued for less. And you have two choices, buy it cheap and resell it for more, which is what we do. Or buy it and change whatever that value, the the whatever the value uh, deterrent is to get it up to the rest and sell for that amount. Right. That's what we're here to do. The data is telling us what to do. I'm not going to try to buy the one on the left that that got valued at 260 and try to buy it for. I'm just not going to do that. 110. <laughs> it's just silly to. It's a round peg square hole scenario, right. and I don't get emotional about it at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm buying this asset for twenty eight thousand dollars that I know. I can sell 
for 33 or 92 or, or whatever the number is, or I'm not going to buy it. Right. I'm going to move on to the next one. I would like to address something here that I still see happening and I want to let everybody know. She's pointing. What you should do. Yes, I am pointing. <laughs> so this could be you. <laughs> I see people entering into areas where there is no data. So they really have no idea and they're brand new. Flying blind. Totally. I see that too. I don't even do that. I, I mean, yes, it's great when there's no data because, hey, no one even knows what it's worth. Well, that's partially, but you don't even really know what you're doing. And if you're new, please don't do that. I want you to go to areas that there is data that you can really make good, accurate decisions. So if you're like, well, I really want to mail this area because I heard all this stuff, mm -mm. come back to it. Don't do it. Move mm -hmm. on to one that you have. It's okay. I know you heard the Amazon plant is going there. Fill in the blank. Move on. Go to a place that you really can uh, assess, make good decisions, not guess. If you're trying to date a man and all the signs are saying, this is not the man to date. This is what I was going to ask you. Keep oh, going. Oh, yeah? Oh, I don't yeah. want to steal your thunder here. Oh, no, I was going to, well, go ahead and finish your sentence and, I, and then I have a direct question. I'm almost sure he's not a good man to date. Okay. What data did you use on me? You know what, Jill? There's a, the truth of it is, my entire, I'm a former accountant. I'm sure there's data. My entire, um, I can truly say this. I, you know, I'm not sure I chose you, by the way. I think it was the other oh. way around. But I, you know, I just, you know, you're just a lot of fun. Oh. That's truly, I, that's all I, you know, I never expected oh. that this would be a lifelong thing. I figured we'd just have a bunch of fun. We're, we're, For Joe a few and months are, and then it would. Jill and I are from very, very similar, uh, very different geographic locations, but very similar backgrounds and we're very similar age and that and uh, just that i guess that's data i don't now, even think of that there we go and now it comes out <laughs> <laughs> you know the more we talked about yeah. like our upbringing our parents and how things got handled and uh just when we graduated our similar music. music all of it that is all data yeah there were more similarities. So every time you see like a romantic comedy and people have a first date, oh, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in this. We're all, this very similar. That's data. Yep. So no, I didn't consciously do it, but that's oh, what I, happened. I figured there's a spreadsheet running around here somewhere that you have hidden. <laughs> why, do, why do you continually put up with this? Is it data or just worn out? <laughs> <laughs> You wore me down. No. Perman permanently? That's good. Yeah. That's a show. Yeah. That's a whole new program. How to wear her out so she just doesn't care anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Fine. What do I have to do now? I have to do this to go on vacation? Fine. I'm doing it. I don't really care. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, I am sure that happens. You know, know that. vacations Actually, are really couples. different. We know couples like that. They're older than us. Like, yeah, I don't really care at this point. <laughs> we do. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. The majority. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Boy, our, different, our vacations are different now. We just got back from Vail and yeah. there was no... No one looked at the price tag of anything on that vacation. Thank you. I did not do this. You know, if anybody, you did the spreadsheet before you presented it to me. I'm the one who's saying, you know, we should go in this jewelry store and see what they have because it looks like they have some good stuff. Yeah. And no one looks at the prices and we, Jill walks out with a ring. <laughs> Thank you. That literally happened. I know. <laughs> that was really nice. Thank you. It was I my idea, that. not your I idea. That was very sweet. That was like the Christmas day or the day after. It was very sweet. You're awesome. So that's not data. No. That wasn't data. All I'm saying is, uh, we can wrap it up with this. There's data in everything. And, and I think that you'd be much better off, especially when it comes to money, to look at the data of mm. everything. I, I get a, for whatever reason, reason in my feed, the Dear Abby version of um, financial things going on financial in people's lives pops up in my newsfeed, probably because I click on it too much. And I have story after story after story of people that make, you know, W2, their households make two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000. There's two people and they, they don't have any money. I know. And that's all just, it, you can turn that around in a week. Yeah. 
I was just, I was thinking that made me think of you, if you don't use data, whether or not to decide where you should live and buy a house mm -hmm. and what job you're going to take, yep. you're nuts. All that, what car you drive, how much it yeah. costs, where you get your gas, you know. Food. When Jill and I are on the road at the RV, we are always looking oh, for cheap true. gas that's 10 cents cheaper a gallon. There's know, things. And, and we, where, it get, where yeah. to get it. For mo not, yeah, all kidding aside, most of our lives were very budget conscious for everything that we do. Like even right now, I was just, you know, working on stuff for our staff at the office and I'm really budget conscious about that. There's a few things and a few times that we let our hair down. <laughs> I probably spend a cumulative month of full-time work hours managing our taxes. Right. It's the single largest expense that we have in our and in our company and I'm bent on doing it uh, it goes without saying ethically and legally and, and correctly so right. uh, and within the limits of what the law allows which is a beautiful I haven't talked about this in a while but it's we live in a beautiful place where the the law is in our the tax law is in our favor as a small business owner right let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar we are Spartanburg County, South Carolina. All right, purchase price. We're still working out the kinks, but we're, we're right now around $91,000 to buy it. I remember this from last week. Oh, here we go. Uh, thanks, we can sell it for 200. Resubmitting it with additional due diligence due to re-collaborate to, to re -collaborate potential interests. Neighboring properties feature mobile homes hmm. and potential this property to be used the same. The seller describes plans uh, for up to six mobile homes. I'm scrolling down for the rest of that one. I don't see it. All right. I think that's, if there's more to that, Chelsea, let me know here. All right. So it's 6.31 acres. I remember this. Oh, so yeah. We were looking at something storage or something back there. It had the... Didn't it have power lines? No, it had a... Yeah. a yeah. Oh, yeah. It had the billboard, but wasn't there power lines like halfway through the property and then a creek at the back? Yeah. Back. Exactly. Power lines. You can see them here. Billboard. Mm -hmm. So what it came down to for me, I remember this deal is what's what's the revenue on the billboard? The mm -hmm. endless beautiful revenue. They don't need a cell tower. There's one there. So hopefully we got a billboard lease and we know what's coming in to, so we can calculate some version of a, of a capitalization rate and make a good decision. Well, I think what we decided is that, like Sam just said, there's a big issue with these power lines. It just kind of stops the usability of the property. So, and there's no other, I wish there was some other way that we could, if I could access it another way, I might, there's the Creek. Now I see that mm. right there, man, if I could come in one of the back streets, then I could see having mobile homes back there and using it. All right. The house on the adjacent tract has been leased to college student for years. University of South Carolina is a mile and a half away. I'm still having troubles with the other. So do we have a, a revenue stream from the billboard? That's my question. Yeah. And is it transferable? Good point. Because I, mean, I would be personally very interested in that. Exactly. I just don't see where we're going to put these mobiles. I know. Billboard is out. Oh. And so this is a container that somebody over here has probably got stored. And this is mm -hmm. the way in. There's a lot of going on. In the, so if the billboard's out, I'm out. Mm. This, is the way, this is the way into the property. Mm. And if it's a mobile home situation, now you're going to build a road or blade a road, best case, through here. Under this billboard, we don't know if that's possible. Under, under these lines, lines here. And now you have a six unit mobile home situation on the I-85. I'm having a hard time selling it. I think the best use of this, hopefully it's ag, ag is to use what's going on here. Is this something that you think you wanna do? Learn to be a land investor and get involved in Land Academy? Well, find out more, go to landacademy.com, download our ebook and read it. It's, I don't know, 10 plus pages long and it really does tell our whole story. It's like 37 pages, but that's okay. Well, have you was, ever read the ebook? I have, but I thought it was condensed. <laughs> well, I use the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> Just, everything's <laughs> everything's a little shorter. For, for read like job. I do. You know, it's maybe thirty-seven, but you, there's only ten really good ones. Just kidding. <laughs> Whatever it is, check it out. And then, uh, if you have any questions, you know, send us a note. Support at landacademy.com. Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. Again, if you want a sneak peek at our Discord channel, it's something I'm, Jill and I are super proud of, please go to landinvestors.com. It's free. 
Jimmy, hi, Jimmy. So Jimmy and I um, communicate in Discord and other areas and stuff. It's too. a prelude to Land, uh, Land Academy Ladies is coming. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. So Jimmy wrote, hey, everybody, I'm looking at a market narrowed down by zip code where the sold numbers range from 50,000 to 115,000 for five acres. So now I know that I have to narrow it down more by neighborhood. Okay, I got that. Question, when using offers to owners for your mailers, has anyone narrowed down their mailers by neighborhood slash subdivision or is that too detailed? And I'm overthinking this, thanks. Boy, uh, you are not overthinking this because to answer your direct question, you're not overthinking this. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's a response here that by Dan again, uh, oh, Pacific Northwest Dan, that it's worth, somebody respond, Dan responded and, and cool. with some great advice and then I'll follow up. Okay, so he wrote, assuming the lower numbers are not lower because they have no access or are, or are not some other easily discernible anomaly or just a freak outlier, I have taken both approaches. On some mailers, I've just adjusted the offers towards the lower end of the range and sent it out. Unless your data set is very homogenous, you could see this kind of range in a lot of places. Where I send mail, there's a lot of landlocked hillsides and waterfront buildable lots, all the same size. You check for reason and do your best off to off your best off the data that you have. I might spend more time checking my pricing to make sure that the parcels I would actually want to buy if they came back and are not overpriced. You could go neighborhood based or APN based pricing, but you really don't want to delay getting the mail out indefinitely while you go line by line. Yeah, that's not a good idea. I tend to go more into specific neighborhoods, APNs, uh, on a remail or an area that I know better. There's definitely a balance between caring enough and spending enough time to work your data to get pricing reasonably done well, but also, also not overthinking and spending a month on the same mailer trying to get it just perfect. So, so true. That's uh, why I included Dan's response here. Yeah. Because there's a balance like in everything. You, you want to I, I don't think this is really what the topic is here. So here's a prelude to the topic. There's a balance between spending too much time on a mailer and too micro pricing it and essentially making a, a very, very, very at the end educated guest and saying, let's get it in the mail. Right. You have to decide who you are as a person and where you are in that spectrum. I lean toward let's get it in the freaking mail and let's see what happens, you know, and let let uh, sales work it out or let Jill's environment. And, you know, honestly, she, within reason, she wants to do that, too. Mm -hmm. She wants an opportunity to buy I'll some really it. cheap property um, by using her social skills. Right. And so let's get into the topic because this is really this. Uh, Janae, this is a very good question. Mm -hmm. It's um, something that I'm going to include in the next program, maybe in its own whole module. Okay. Uh, avoiding to over overprice mailers because oh, that's good. The way that the way we are now into a new data era, which we didn't have when I did 2.0 mm -hmm. when I, I recorded Land Academy 2.0, and I want to. We get it with the good news is we have better data and more data, and so it's it's causing the way that we price mailers to be slightly, in some cases, overpriced, and we don't want that. There we go. Today's second topic is how to avoid sending overpriced mailers. So what Jamey said is this. I've got, I did everything right. I, did, I trolled, I found a great area that I like. I applied the red, green, yellow test. It seems to uh, work for multiple zip codes, let's say even for a county. And I downloaded all the data, did everything that I'm supposed to do, and my range is too big. My sold and uh, and for sale price per acre, or however she's looking at it, is too wide. It's between fifteen fifty thousand dollars an acre and one hundred and fifteen. And like Dan said, you have a couple choices. You can go on the low end and get it out there and uh, and let Joe work it out, or you can get a little bit more micro about it and a little bit more. Uh, let's call it educated about which breaking those areas of geography down and repricing them to make it easier on the sales piece, which I'm a huge fan of. So you, what you need to do is implement 
some version of, uh, I don't want to call it neighborhood because neighborhoods, there's not neighborhoods in rural areas at all. It's just land. You want to implement some version of APN pricing and it's very simple to do at the tail end of a mail area. You, you take a zip code that's got all these variances and prices and you resort it by APN. So let's say an APN scheme that starts with the number one and then it goes from one and then obviously changes at two. You look at uh, APN scheme number one as its own pricing set. And so 20 or 30 percent or maybe 15 percent or some number might be appropriate to price that one number one set of, uh, of property. Number two might be higher. You might come in at, you know, it might be coming coming in at a very, very, very low number. Let's say uh, on Jamay's scenario, it's coming in at, at fifty thousand dollars, and you might want to price that a little bit higher, and on and on and on. And you're going to knock out a lot of hate and uh, and make that a lot more accuracy. What you're giving up for that, sadly, and there's no way to avoid this, is the opportunity for home runs. You know, we've all once or twice a year, all of us who send a ton of mail out. Once or twice or three times a year, we buy a property for twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars, whatever number that we offered, because they just want to sell it, and we sell it for a hell of a lot more. Like one twenty. One twenty, one fifty. Like you know. you're like what? And it sells immediately because yeah. the person who's buying it realizes it's worth a lot more. Yeah. And so, you could live on that. You could live on that one deal and send a ton of offers and just wait for that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend it at all, but but you right. could. So the point is. Avoiding, so uh, if you implement this last step of what I call approaching APN pricing, right. you're going to avoid a, a lot. You know, I was going to say about this. So, the, what's the whole reason we're even talking about this? Why do we even care? Because it's so much easier to add money if you come in, if you come in hotter, send out lower offers. If you're going to screw up, that's the way I want you to screw up. Like, like Jack said, I want you to send them too low, and because it's easier to add money, a and b, you might find a home run in there. Someone's going to go, I don't care, I don't care what they would have offered. I'm signing it anyway. I need to get rid of this, you know, for whatever reason. Today's a day. I don't care. You know, I'm settling my estate. We're all done. I don't need any money. There's so mm-hmm. many people out there like that too. Like, I don't need the money. You just do the work. You can have these dumb things so you remove that (laughs) if you overprice and i can add money you know there's and there's reasons why when people call up and say this is funny tell me you just sent me an offer for you know fourteen thousand dollars the thing's worth 40 you know that or the thing's worth 400 let's just even say that i've had crazy things happen and sometimes let's all be honest too people think their asset is priceless and i have to reel them back in but sometimes there are extenuating circumstances like waterfront or it backs up to these blm land and there's a and there's a path you know something you know there's the the location the the nature of the access you know all kinds of things that might really mean I would pay more. I just missed that. So I can and I do add money where it's appropriate to make, but I still am not going to buy anything retail. That's not what I'm here, unless it's for me and my personal use, which that's never what I'm doing. So, uh, and what's funny about that, even our personal properties, I wouldn't buy it. You know what I mean? I don't get emotional. Yep. Maybe that's part of it too. You taught me a long time ago um, that you I need to. You something? You did? One or two things. Just kidding. You teach me a lot. Stop it. You teach me a lot. Um, That you told me that you have to see all these properties as a line item. You can't get emotional. Even when you're sending out offers, by the way, you're look. maybe you're spot checking before the mail goes out, Jamee, and you're like, ooh, this is waterfront. This is worth more. Ooh, don't change it. Don't get yourself emotional on it. Let it go. See what comes back. See who Mm -hmm. wants to sell. And then, and then, you know, start making decisions and checking and see if you want to buy it. But you always, no matter what, have to just, just see it for what it is. You can't get emotional. I even had this happen recently to me, by the way, to Montana property submitted to me, um, 
from a land academy member and i'm trying to make it work because i really like the property yes to fund the deal isn't that terrible i know and i i, I hate, even wrote I hate trying to make you it know work. it's so funny i wrote a note about something we had the cutest conversation and and here's how our conversations go the it comes in to my transaction coordinator, it's input into Airtable, I'm tagged. I reply to the person in Airtable and then my transaction coordinator sends them the note. So it's all through Airtable, right? I'm, we're not even talking at all, but we're, 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 we're cracking jokes in there. And I'm like, look, at the end of the day, I said, look, I think I'm trying to make this work and I just can't at this price. I'm having to, I'm actually catching myself on this one. And I, it's very, very rare that this happens. Like I'm clearly getting emotional about this Montana yeah. property and I, and we can't spend that much money. This is, this is it. And I said, by the way, it was so cute. You know who you are. I sent a note and I said, did I just pick up on an HOA? Am I? Oh no! Am I? Hold on a moment. I pick up on a on a hundred dollar a month HOA. Something popped up on on a listing that I found in that in that sub, and they're like, and then they wrote me a nice note back, and I was like, Jill, it's not right. It's a hundred dollars a year. It's all it does is for roads. You taught me better than that. <laughs> And I went, touche. That was really good. That's outstanding. That was great. So uh, I thought that was really funny. So uh, you 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 can't. The whole point here is, like Jack covered, spend some time, not too much time. Do your best not to overprice. If you're going to overprice or underprice, I want you to underprice. If you think you're underpricing it, then you did it right. Let her rip, kind of thing. And and you can still. Say it all goes wrong. Oh gosh, we did we uh, we did overprice on this. You can still save those. Have those conversations. So many people, the people call back and they want like this is great. Here's a purchase agreement. How fast can we close? And you look at it going, uh oh, and you're like, shoot, I can't pay forty. Now I want to pay four. It's really I pay. What do I do? I'm just gonna go dark. I'm not gonna call them back. I'm just gonna go dark and let them walk away. Don't do that. Call them back and have that conversation. Okay, now I know why you called me so fast. <laughs> are you aware of how far this is from fill in the blank? And are you aware that uh, because you timbered it a year ago, it's not pretty like I thought it was or fill in, whatever it is. And they go, yeah. Usually the conversation goes, yeah, I was kind of wondering why you offered 40 for this. So then you go, okay, we're all on the same page here. here here's the deal. I do still like the property, but the best I can do is 4,000 or 14,000, whatever it is. It's the number that now makes sense to you. You can still fix these. And that we'll talk more on another show. What you don't want to do is uh, extremities. Uh, on the far underpriced extreme, I've done both of yeah. these things multiple times. You don't want to say, I'm going to send a $500 out per parcel offer out on every property in this county. Because I just don't feel like going through what they, what uh, the Land Academy uh, talking heads tell tell me that I should do. Right. And I'm going to see what comes back. I can tell you with confidence, nothing's going to come back. And what's going what will come back is extreme anger, yeah. and that's it. And you'll never send another uh, mailer out again. And we don't want that. We that's want you true. to succeed. On the flip side, we had a person in Career Path about three or four Career Paths ago, where he spent has a big staff. And send and prices every single piece of property individually, oh, line by line. And he came into this. He, he found he's from uh, from Central uh, Europe. Oh, yeah. And he came into this business here in this country because his father was extremely successful. So he says in Central Europe doing this right. over the last two generations, which I'm sure is the case. Farmland in Europe is incredibly expensive and valuable. The whole royal family is built on farmland all over the place. Uh, in England. So what you don't want is to individually price every single offer. It's going to take way too long. Uh, and you're, you're going to buy some property, but um, you're not going to buy it cheap enough. You know, you're not going to buy it at embarrassingly cheap prices, which is what we're here to do. And so you don't, when you picture it as a bell curve, you don't want to be on these two sides of the bell curve. You want to be somewhere over here where it's going up mm-hmm. and retails right here. Right. I hate that. I can't stand that. I hope I, I hope no one's doing that anymore. You know, like I'm just gonna send out the whole state an offer for fill in the blank. Yeah. <sighs> it's pretty the reckless. Wrong message. Yeah, it's expensive as hell. First of That's all. That's true. And pretty reckless. 
You know, because I really think that there's a there's a lot of people that just don't take that seriously. I would not. And based on numbers, it doesn't come back that well. So let us save you. <laughs> Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. All right. We are now same county. Kelsey's third one that she's worried about this week. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It sure is. Uh, buy for 44, sell for 105. Similar size, six and a half acres, 6.49. We have access, affordable, adjacent, alive. Chelsea says oh, yes, yes, God. yes, and yes. Some type of clearing here, too. That's what FEMA says is blood. These are which is good. Yeah, this is a good deal, too. Maybe better. I know. That's what I think. I like the clearing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The road here, too. Yeah, nice home site. Google's over there. You can at least see there on Mayo Road. Yeah, it's what you think it looks like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's sweet. I like it. See what this is the best one so far. Mm-hmm. Nose estimate. Let's see what realtor thinks. 211. And you're paying 44 for a larger acreage with the structure. No structure. So this is, I mean, with there's a structure here at three and a half acres for 200. Yeah. 200. This is a couple more acres for bear, you know, so. I think it needs to be cheaper, closer to, you know, 20. Yeah. Just to be safe. Right. But again, if you got three or four or five or however many properties you have, hopefully you need a white tail guy there anyway. Mm -hmm. So I love the dirt and maybe 44 is okay. You need to, and you've justified somehow a hundred thousand dollar sale price. So they'll confirm that. Yeah. Just comes down to the money on this. Exactly. Good job, Chelsea. Yep. I like those. Another good week. Mm-hmm. The inspirational, I think that you might want to share. Exactly, my my little my little nugget for today. Uh, I was thinking about um, confidence. You know what it is? I'm thinking about Land Academy ladies, and that's going to start up here in the next couple months. So if you are a Land Academy member and you are a female. Um, check it out send it if you're and if you want information now you can just send a quick note to support at landacademy.com and they'll fill you in but we have our own and by the way i'd like to point out land academy ladies is the only land focused female uh investment group period there isn't one this is it i love that so anyway so i was thinking about uh land academy ladies for 2023 and we're gonna kick that back up here. Took a little hiatus and everybody's ass. I'm bringing it back. And one of the things that um, I think we all even need, I was gonna lead off with this for part of our Land Academy Ladies first session, is, uh, is uh, confidence. We all need confidence. Everything's just so much smoother with confidence. Man, when these calls come in, if you're confident, you're gonna handle it so much differently than like, hello, just like, hey, this is Jill is very different than this is Jill because you don't know what's coming at you. You need to have confidence. And one of the quickest, fastest, easiest ways that you can build your own confidence, and I mean in life and everything, is just start with a little mantra. I always have mantras in my head. I'm all the time talking to myself. I don't know if you know that. You probably do know that. Sometimes it's out loud. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, if it's a mantra, if it's about you, it's not a mantra. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but You don't have any more kids in the house, but they used to say, is she talking to you? No, she's talking to me. Yeah. No, I don't think she's talking. I think she's talking to herself. <laughs> but yeah, I do constantly have little mantras in my head all the time. And one of my favorites, and I want you to start using this like all the time. It's just, I like myself. You need to start saying that. If you're not saying that, you're not walking around with your head high and your shoulders back, just feeling good about you in your day, walking around situation, how messy your desk is, or what meeting you're walking into, whatever it is. You need, I want you to start saying that all the time. Just I like myself, and you're gonna you're gonna feel your shoulders. So you, you think what? <laughs> no, I mean, go ahead. I I'll, you don't believe this to be true? I'm sure it's true. I'm not going to do it. I'm sure it's true. Well, I'll do it. I'll, t I'll save my stuff to the end. Why? <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it works. And I really encourage you to try that. I think you should walk around and say stuff like, where's my next deal? Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> That's, That's it? That's your whole talk? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. What are you talking about? I thought it would be, you know, more. Well, grand. you kind of interrupted it, so it, you know, you poo-pooed it. No, I didn't. I just didn't say it's. It's not for me. Now you know why I have other mantras in my head. <laughs> like, I like myself. Try to, stay in, try to stay in this relationship. And don't let him get to you. Don't let him get to you. Don't let him get to you. <laughs> ignore, 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 delete. <laughs> That's a mantra. Exactly. You know what? Ignore, ignore, ignore is, uh, an, I think, a great mantra to walk around and say that. And not because of Jill, just because of stuff. Stuff that actually, this leads, well, in, actually, I do leads that. into my talk. That is true. When I'm driving, if someone's pissed off, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I do that all the time, out loud and in my head. That's your problem. <laughs> That's another. <laughs> all right. There's other. There's all kinds Here's, of mantras. Uh, uh, but I want you to be confident. And if you start with that little one that this one's poo-pooing um you know what please ignore that like i said and try mine it works jack do you have something informational to share <laughs> hold on a second i'm, I'm not gonna shoot holes in it I'm like not, you did mine not done with this yet okay <laughs> when, if you have to say you like your, do you, i like myself i think what it really implies is uh you don't like yourself and that you're trying to get yourself well, to like yourself i that's disagree all. i think that's you need a psychiatrist if that's nope. going on. You are not correct, sir. All right, so I'm missing the point. Go you ahead. You are missing the point. Please explain. Because I am I represent half of the people who listen to it and watch this. Okay. <laughs> the other half are like, All right. Jack's an ass and Jill's awesome. Right let, me, let me give you the guy version. All okay, right. good. Thank you. First of all, do you know what? Do you use mantras? No. Ever? Never. Except for ignore, ignore, ignore. <laughs> I, I only use a mantra to talk myself out of bashing someone over the head in public. Uh, control, control, control. Yeah. Walk away, walk yep. away. Yes. All right. All right. Here's a man it's version. It's not worth it. I use that All one right. a lot. I'm trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of a good, a good one that the other half of the population, <laughs> the unhappy half, yeah, um, can relate to. How about how about this mantra? Whatever you do, you walk in around. I'm badass. I deserve this. I'm I'm really good at what I do. Can you use one of those? I don't need to. Well, I mean, I, I'm already maybe right. Maybe you're subconsciously honestly, doing this, it. I'm truthfully, well, if you yeah. think like that, you're subconsciously already doing it. I have use no, the truth, and I'm glad we're talking yeah. about this because I and I'm not poo pooing anything. I'm really, I honestly think this is super valid. Mm -hmm. I've never had an issue with confidence. I didn't have an issue with concept. Yes, I'm, not, I'm not patting myself on the, on the back. You know, I, there's many times in my life, maybe one of them's right now, where like, yeah, some changes need to happen for sure. You know, do you know I don't, what? I don't, I'm not so overly confident that it's narcissism or anything like that at all. No. I'm just, you know, and I'm completely, I think, very open-minded to new things, especially when it comes to data and 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 all of it. Do you know what percentage of the population you probably are confident? Yeah. I don't know. Probably less than ten, maybe less than five. So you think you're you're you relate that half of the people listen to you here relate to that here? If you do, congratulations, you're also in the top ten percent. But I don't think it's that many. So I'm talking to the ninety percent people here, or the ninety-five. I get confidence. Sometimes from, we fall down. I get confidence from uh, completing stuff successfully. I don't get confidence from saying stuff in my head. That's okay. Then it's this isn't for you because you're the two percent. I say get a deal done and feel great about yourself. But don't you do? You, uh, see, how do I say? This? I'm not burning this down at all, Jill. I, I no. think there's huge value in this. I'm just not sure you're, that I like myself. And that's okay. And I know you don't like yourself at times. There's times I don't just like you. That, I'm just kidding. Like right now. Exactly. You know, this is one of those times where I wonder if this is ever going to air. You, you, <laughs> a few times you ever, over the years, you're like, never yeah, said this. We might have to re-record this. You've never said this to a family member. Kudos to you. But I gotta say, you know what? I love you. I just not sure I like you right now. You've never said that to a family member. Or yourself <laughs> that you're lying <laughs> that happens <laughs> I've said that to every one of our children <laughs> and probably and you I know I just don't see 
I mean, you know what? I, I mean, I think the mantra thing's great. I really do. I'm I'm not knocking any of this. All I right. just think the phrase "I like myself." There's something wrong there. I don't think so. It's simple and it's an easy place to start. Get a mailer out. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> ignore, ignore, ignore. <laughs> this is perfect for what I'm about Jack, to talk about. <laughs> what do you want to share? Because I can't wait to hear what this is. Let's talk about the world we live in right now. All right. As it pertains to land. And I wrote this uh, little sentence that I'm going to talk about here because of what Dan said. Mm-hmm. Dan's going along in his life, smashing it, doing a bunch of deals. He's been with us for their first question in the, this episode. And he's like, all of a sudden, people want earnest money. They, the real estate agent wants to get in the middle of my deal after it's already already been negotiated yeah. and escrow's open. Yeah. What's going on? He's yeah. looking around going, I've, everything's been going great. This is a... An, in my opinion, uh, an acute sign of the times. Uh, Jill and I are old enough, and Jill comes from the airline industry. We were old enough to remember, and, and none of us will ever forget, the first flight we took after 9-11. And because it, we, we walked into the airport, this may not have been a surprise for you because you were in the industry at the time. I worked at American Airlines at the time. I walked into an airport, and I yeah. uh, traveled for a living with KPMG. I walked into an airport and there was a line of people with all their shoes off and their clothes off and their bags open. And, and I said, what the hell is this? Like, is it, you know, is the airport on fire? I, 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 it was so foreign. Well, it turns out it's something now that we're all, that we do anyway. We, it's the TSA. We walked through it. We have to take it. It was really bad then. Yeah, it's much, belts off and much shoes and the whole thing. Now. It's changed. But it didn't go away. It's here to stay. But TSA is is it here we to still stay walk through with worldwide? Machines. It's changed how we travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has changed how our travel, and it will forever change how we travel. So, you know, before then, we would you would I, I multiple times would you know pull into the high paid parking area, screech in because I'm late, run down the jetway, and there was a uh, an ATM like machine where you'd pop your card in. You're usually a, a business card, a credit card, and they would spit out a ticket. You would hand it to the ticket, the the uh, flight attendant, at, not even at the beginning of the jetway, in the plane. It was just had a bin, and you would throw it in there. And you could fly under Jack Black. It, it didn't matter. They didn't care who was on the airplane. They just wanted, they wanted to get the thing off the ground. And so we had no idea then how much of a luxury that was. Mm-hmm. My point is... That and that's it's changed forever. We've all accepted it, and it is what it is. It's added a massive amount of financial expense, uh, with which the airlines have and the whole industry has passed through to us. So now it's way more expensive to fly. Now on the flip side, it's re- it's created some jobs. This COVID has uh, my point is COVID has changed everything and will forever change what goes on in the world. And this is the world that we live in right now, and it's hard. For people who are older, especially um, you know who are not super old but older like me, it's getting harder and harder to swallow the mandatory changes that are happening. Uh, and some of them are mandatory, and some of them aren't in everything, including doing a real estate deal. And that's what Dan said earlier. I, I don't understand why people are. Ch- it, it, one of the, the, the unintended consequences of COVID is that people sat home for two years and provided their opinions on everything all across the spectrum, their opinions loudly on on the internet and got attention. Mm-hmm. And so when opinion, so people have unfounded, uneducated opinions very in a loud manner and get attention for saying those opinions, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's not good. And, and it's permeated into everything, including a seller doing a deal or a buyer, buyer buying a piece of property or dealing with a, or a, a escrow agent. Everybody now has a, an incredible amount of opinion that's unfounded. It's just rooted in emotion or getting getting some type of response. Mm-hmm. And so and it's you can we have a couple of choices. We can get real mad about it or we can laugh about it on the show. And I, you have to laugh about it. Maybe a mantra is appropriate in managing Thank it. Thank you. Maybe, a, you know, this is stupid. But this dealing is stupid. with it is not an. You have to deal with it if you yeah. want to be successful. It's no longer an option. 
Real estate deals are more complicated, just like the TSA has made fl uh, flying more complicated. Mm -hmm. And we, and we ha this is the world we live in right now. You know what? I say that to myself all the time to mm -hmm. calm myself down. So I guess I do have mantras. Thank you. This is the world we live yeah. in. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, driving has never been worse. Right. Driving on the road. just because, And again, it's because people think that they have... Um, the common courtesy is just no longer part of everyday oh, life. No. I'm it's always, certainly gone from, funny? from the real estate deals we do. I'm surprised when it does happen. When someone's like out of the way nice, I'm like, oh, boy, that takes takes catches me off guard. You remember the other day at the bank, that woman, she's like, okay, and how many, she waited for me while I got all these checks out that I've been collecting mm -hmm. to deposit. You know, like, that was easy. I'm like, I know. Yeah. What, did I just hit her at the right time or what? So there's beautiful rays of light everywhere. You just have to, you know, focus on that and concentrate on, you know, what I do is concentrate on like kind. You know, I, there were about six months ago, somebody put something that was really inappropriate in Discord that none, none of our staff caught. It was not really inappropriate. It was a political view, oh. which we have, I have no patience for. There's no politics on Discord. Right. And somebody started down that path and somebody else uh, was commenting on it and we nobody, none of us caught it and then it became a thing and, and I didn't uh, know that. somebody went in uh, I'm not going to name names but you know who you are uh, it's one of your uh, Land Academy ladies went in good. and said this needs to end right now good. Like, like your mother would say it when you're young good. this is not what you know this is I don't know what she said Jack and Jill have put this all together and this has created an environment what this is what social media is supposed to be like and we all respect each other big long speech and it stopped it all we didn't I have probably to know who the person is we didn't have to intervene at all mm -hmm. so you know who you are and thank you very much uh, but that's just we, Land Academy there's a common courtesy we have courtesy for each other and so and, yeah. and respect and it once in a while it dances along the line, but except for that one time, it, it just never crossed. So I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. I'm proud that we're like a little oasis of uh, you know an area where we can concentrate unemotionally on buying and selling real estate and land and and not get all uh, nuts about you know the, as far as it goes. It, it's it, the the worst it gets for as far as it goes is like Dan's uh, comment mm -hmm. here. Yep. yep. Is he going to get all those deals done? Of course. Is it harder? Yep. Maybe a little bit more expensive, slightly. More of a pain in the butt? Sure. Yeah. Just like the TSA. But this is the world that we live in now. And if you buck it, you're not going to win. And we want you to win. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it. <laughs> Who, Dan? No, you. <laughs> it's my mantra. Oh, the mantra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next Wednesday for another interesting episode because you are not alone in your real estate ambition. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property. We hope you find our content valuable and we appreciate your support. If you have not already, please check out our channel and hit the subscribe button. And your comments and suggestions help us uh, to create the content you're here for. Hitting the like button helps to support our channel's algorithm and gauge your interest for future shows. 